CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. They believe it is a call of duty. Regular Canadians are right now preparing to leave the safety of this country for the war zone that is Ukraine. We have very limited time to get back home until, you know, things get worse. 36-year-old Maxim Slyepihov has an MBA from Kyiv University. He's a warehouse logistics manager in Toronto, but on this day, his planning skills are being put to an entirely different use. Today I went to pick up uh, body armors with plates uh, for the folks who are planning to go with me to Ukraine for the next couple of days. Yeah, Actually, we've only got a couple that are level four aluminum. One, two, three, four, five of this. And the rest One, of them two, over there three, are black. Four, five. This small tactical store on the outskirts of Toronto is a long way from the front line. But for Max right now, Ukraine is always front of mind. This is my home street. Yeah. Tonight. This is literally my home street. This is my brother, Kate. And you're willingly going back. All right. Of course, it's my. Yeah, it is your home. Okay. When your brother sent you that video, and that's your home street, that's the mm. street that you grew up on. What was that like to watch that? I have to go home. <laughs> I have brother and mom in Kiev. She refused to leave home until I will come back. So, <laughs> give me a little bit more motivation to get faster. Are you prepared to die? Prepared to die. I have feeling of fear and feeling of uncertainty. But when something happens like that uh, in, at our home, near to our doors, basically, at our doors, uh, every single Ukrainian will be doing what we're all doing. Finding a way to help, finding a way to get home, finding a way to win this war. On the same day when thousands marched on the streets in downtown Toronto, calling for peace in Ukraine and action against Russia. W5 was granted access to a much different gathering on the other side of town. We've been asked not to identify the building. These are volunteer fighter sign-up sheets for Max and others who say they are prepared to kill and to die to defend their homeland. Well, the uniforms and stuff, we got to get money, we got to get... Body armor, helmets, uniforms and stuff like this. They're calling themselves the Canadian-Ukrainian Brigade. They put out an appeal on a closed Facebook group to enlist just hours after Ukrainian President Zelensky announced a new international legion calling on volunteers around the world to go to Ukraine and fight. Everybody who can come back to Ukraine, come back to defend Ukraine. All friends of Ukraine who want to join in our defense, come now. A call to action punctuated by this presidential tweet offering weapons to anyone who wants to defend the country. If somebody come into our home, I'm sorry, but we're at home. Whatever we're doing is uh, right. We're trying to protect our families, our, uh, you know, friends and uh, 
And thousands are answering the call. At this border crossing from Ukraine into Poland, there's one line of those fleeing the war and another line for those prepared to walk right into it, including 35-year-old Eric Krieger from Minnesota. He has no military experience. I'd rather professionals do this instead of me. I'm terrified. I know that there is a decent chance that I'll be killed by somebody who's better armed and trained than me. How long you can Ukraine's president claims his international legion already has 16,000 foreign volunteers. The Canadian-Ukrainian Brigade has just created this website, promising to help those wanting to get to the front lines to join the resistance. I must fight, fight for Russia, you know, it's a, it's a natural. He's 60 years old, a grandfather, and now volunteer soldier. On this night, Stephen is getting on a plane for Poland and then making his way to his 83-year-old mother in Ukraine. My heart is here in Canada, and I have heart in Ukraine, too. Half your heart is yeah. here and half it's in Ukraine. very hard, but what can I do? How will you make it from Poland to Ukraine? How will you make it from Poland to Ukraine? You'll walk. Walk? You have 12 hours and then you're dead. This is the man leading the Canadian-Ukrainian brigade. Regular cars. Helicopters. And people call me non-stop. They ask me what to do. I tell them we have to go fight. If you're wondering why his face has been blurred and his voice altered, it's because shortly after this meeting, he pleaded for his identity to be hidden. Now fearful he'll be a special target for Russians if word gets out that he's organizing a contingent of Canadian fighters. Here, he's strategizing with fellow Canadian-Ukrainian Roman Chabursky. How soon can we get him over there Tuesday? Tomorrow. 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 tomorrow yeah. No, wait. I think in a couple of days, the, the fir first unit, first uh, battalion would... Uh, you're planning for the first battalion to leave in a matter of days? Yes. And how many people would that be? 600. 600 people you believe from Canada will be mobilized and ready in to go? In a couple of days. Are you surprised at the number of people who've reached out to you to say, I want to fight? I'm really surprised. Regular Canadian Ukrainians that you see every day on the street, in Tim Hortons, in grocery stores, in McDonald's. They're all preparing to leave everything here yes. and get on a plane. Yeah. Because I think they couldn't live life with the shame that they didn't defend their country. With cities in peril, bombs being dropped, fighting in the streets, he says it's not only Canadian Ukrainians who are preparing for battle, but former Canadian soldiers as well. Just yesterday, I had a dinner and somebody called me from the Canadian Armor Force. And they said, I have a few guys leaving. And they're not Ukrainians. Today, they left. They left today? Yeah. Canadians. They're not Ukrainians. Unlike most we've met here, the leader of the brigade has battleground experience. When Russia invaded Crimea in 2014, he left Canada to join a group of volunteer fighters. More than half men didn't have any weapon, all only like shovels, small shovels, military shovels. And then how did you get weapons? I had to kill somebody to get the weapon. 
There's a lot of weapons. You just you have to take from enemy. In 2014, this is how we fight. We, we start from nothing after we have guns. And after guns, we had armored vehicles and tanks and artillery. We always capture from Russians. The, this is the way Ukrainians fight. At the tactical store, Max lays out $100 bills, money donated by the local Ukrainian community. But is it enough to protect Max and the other volunteers, many of whom have never before fought in a war? The majority of folks who uh, in this group and ready to go, uh, they don't have neither uh, uniform or protective gear nor experience uh, of any kind. It will be basically, you know, uh, guinea pigs. <laughs> you said we're essentially guinea pigs. Yeah. What does that mean? It's mean what, exactly what we're doing right now, nobody ever did this before. As fighting in Ukraine intensifies, so too does the global controversy surrounding regular citizens leaving one country to fight in another country's war. It's a legal gray area. Despite the fact the Canadian government specifically warns against all travel to Ukraine, this country's most prominent Canadian-Ukrainian, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland says she respects the decision to go and fight. We respect people's personal choices. Yesterday, the Prime Minister explained that the situation in Ukraine is dangerous, but at the end of the day, I have profound respect for the right of every man and woman in Canada to make a choice. Neither the Prime Minister nor the Defence Minister has directly told Canadians not to go. And there's been little discussion about what happens if they do. The reality is volunteer fighters will have no support from Canada if they're injured, captured or killed. This is where the Canadian ambiguity of our political leadership, they've got to make this crystal clear because we're talking about killing. We're talking about killing other people and potentially killing the people that are going over themselves, getting them killed. Retired Major General David Fraser was Brigadier General during Operation Medusa in Afghanistan in 2006. As a commander in the field, I didn't want foreign fighters anywhere near me. Are there people in here? Even in war, he says, there are international rules to be followed. If I'm over there as a Canadian soldier, I've got a lot of rules and regulations that I have to abide by. I don't know where this where this goes from a operational point of view, from a legal point of view, but most fundamentally is what's the Russian going to do with the age of capture you? Because there are no laws of, of, of warfare to protect you. No, the Russians are going to look at you as a mercenary and they're going to inflict, you know, judge, jury, executioner all at the same time. This is essentially like a black box mission, right? I mean, it's completely off the books. The international rules that govern war don't seem to pertain to this international legion. But even black operations, Avery, have rules. Uh, here, we're in no man's land. Meanwhile, for the Canadian-Ukrainian Brigade, the work continues. The important thing is... is, is, is as long as we, as long as we don't 
train people on Canadian territory, no one's gonna bug us. All right, so we're already trying to get uniforms. We got about 30 guys so far. I gotta get this this insignia. The, the, we, we, we need a shoulder patch, so I've designed that. Yep, anytime. Best of luck. And Max, the 36-year-old logistics manager in Toronto, he's itching for news that his tickets have been booked. You still need to get to your families, and then you need to clean up your city. And what does cleaning up your city look like, do you think? And make sure that there is no Russians or no people who think Russia is a friend is left on Ukrainian soil. I'm not saying about killing them. I'm just saying, like, they shouldn't stay on Ukrainian soil. Max says the only fear he has right now is that he won't be able to get back to Ukraine fast enough. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. 